This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 7.36 a.m. You are listening to The Morning Run. I'm Shazana Mokhtar with Wong Xiaoning and Keith Kam. We're turning our attention to what's happening over in China. This year's Lunar New Year celebrations will be the country's second without COVID restrictions since the pandemic. Domestic travel demand will likely be strong during this period, with Chinese officials expecting a record 9 billion trips to be made as millions head back to hometowns to spend time with their families. Meanwhile, for the gaming sector, The travel rebound in China and Macau has been a boon for casino operators like MGM and Wynn Resorts. Following three years of near-zero arrivals, tourists are flooding back to Macau, which is the world's largest gambling hub. Uh, It welcomed 28 million visitors in 2023, representing an increase of nearly 400% compared to 2022 and accounting for 72% of 2019's pre-pandemic levels. So despite weak economic data and other headwinds affecting the Chinese economy, How will the region's hospitality and gaming sector fare moving forward? For some insights on this, we have on the line with us Angela Han Lee, Senior senior Equity Analyst at Bloomberg Intelligence. Angela, good morning. Happy Lunar New Year to you. So there are high hopes that uh, this Lunar New Year holidays will see robust domestic travel. I mean, we just spoke about estimates of a record 9 billion trips being made. What accounts for this optimism given the soft consumer trends of recent months? Hello, uh, thank you for having me. I think the major reason why uh, the estimate about the number of trips can be that big is because most of the people are going home, obviously. But apart from that, it's because uh, we are seeing that uh, some new trends in terms of the leisure travel. Say before, it was mainly about uh, northern Chinese people coming down to southern China because they want to be away from this, uh, like a hot, I mean, cold weather, mm. but it also because um, this time many people in southern China are going to northern China because they want to go for skiing. Mm. So we are seeing that like uh, basically all China's Chinese people are moving around in this Lunar New Year. And it looks like a probably, um, but the, if you talk about the per capita spending, I think it's still kind of capped because I think the major um, major way that they travel is through in their own cars. That meaning that they they try to spend less money and they try to go more like a nearby. Angela, I was reading this uh, this this uh, home first travel next uh, sort of slogan that's been been out. Has that sort of you know affected uh, travel uh, outbound travel and travel overseas since visas also have been more relaxed, right? Uh, yes, I think uh, probably. Um, one thing is that from Chinese government perspective, uh, I think it's better for them if people spend money at home because they want to boost their whole economy. So in that sense, I think uh, the whole mood is still more like uh, let's just stay at home and then try not to go out that much. And also, you know, given that the economy is not good, they really don't want to move outside. So obviously this outbound travel can improve. Also, it is coming from very low low base. But uh, I would say the major, major like a travel driver this year might still going to be the domestic trips. So considering the economic headwinds that we are seeing, how have the travel and retail related stocks been performing so far then? The major, if you see well, as I had earlier, like uh, the outbound travel is not a big trend. It's mm. mainly like uh, people travel domestically. So if you see the, it looks like uh, from year to date basis, the trip.com's share price has been doing pretty good. 
And but the other things to highlight is that people still want to go to uh, other other regions. So in that sense, when they want to go offshore travel, they try to choose the cheaper options such as Hong Kong and Macau. So we did this kind of like a travel survey. We do travel survey every quarters, and then we found that like uh, the most preferred destinations are like Hong Kong and Macau. So in that sense, it looks like uh, as I said earlier. Uh, the numbers of Macau has been very impressive, and it's also reflected in the performance, in the stock performance of Macau gaming stocks as well, mm. which has been all up on a year-to-date basis. But if you check about like uh, China restaurants and even some for China hotels, it's kind of relatively uh, negative performance in the year-to-date because I think it's also because the you know both Hong Kong and Asia market was down so far. Hmm. Can we zoom into the gaming sector and maybe some specific names there? We did see MGM Resorts International on Tuesday announce their fourth quarter results that beat analyst estimates. This is thanks to China Travel Rebound. Uh, what does this indicate about the strength of the overall sector? And who are some of the players uh, that you see could benefit, especially during this holiday season? Yeah, so for the whole picture, what I think is that obviously the Macau gaming has been performing really well. I mean, in terms of the gaming revenue generation since last year, every people have been worried about uh, Macau might have less visitors soon because uh, because the China economy is not doing that well. So maybe people don't want to go to Macau that much. That was kind of assumption. But if you think well last year, uh, Macau gaming revenue, monthly gaming revenue has been beating market expectations every month except September because in September there was a really bad weather because of typhoon and also black rain. Except September, every month was like a, a being ahead of the market expectations. So I guess it's more because um, people still want to go and again, it's also kind of like a benefiting from consumption, uh, weakening consumption sentiment in Chinese people because they don't want to go to that Far. They just want to be like a nearby. And also because, you know, like uh, Macau's offerings has been, uh, became much more like uh, abundant than before. There are ma- ma- many more concerts and there are many more hotels attracting people to come over. So in that sense, I think uh, the whole Macau has been doing pretty well. If you want me to talk about the by companies, I think uh, MGM China has been kind of a leak big market share gainer since the second half of like, uh, maybe since for the whole last year and plus the, in the first quarter of this year as well. Um, the company guided that the, the company's market share was up to 20% in January, up from around 16% in the fourth quarter of last year. And I believe that the improvement has been going pretty well in February as well as the company guided. So probably like a sense is still a market share leader and it looks like MGM China is competing with Galaxy to become the number two, which is very good. And probably followed by the Galaxy and Winpacao and others. Angela, during the pandemic years, a lot of these Macau casinos, they, they, were, they were rushing to diversify their revenues. Uh, uh, who has been successful in doing that or is that no longer necessary now? Everyone has been doing diversification because um, young blood are coming to Macau, not just like uh, hitting the tables. It's more about they were more like a leisure, con- leisure consumption, casually gambling thing. So everyone has been doing expansion on that. I think uh, the most impressive one, probably like compared to the, the big improvement from the pre-pandemic levels could be like a, maybe like a galaxy. Because the Galaxy has been, uh, they opened a phase three, Galaxy Macau phase three. And there is a new like a uh, uh, 
place that they can host new events, which is kind of new competition, or maybe create synergy with Sense China's uh, like a portage trip. I mean, Sense China's like a, a MIC places in Venetian as well. So I think uh, that's the biggest change that we are seeing for the whole Macau. So whole Macau's concert entertainment capacity has been expanded because of Galaxy. And I'm just curious, Angela, what are your then expectations for uh, gross ga- gaming revenue, be it for mass and VIP? Uh, we are expecting that probably for this year, obviously the whole Macau's gaming revenue could be reaching like a 75% more pre-pandemic levels. But it might not look sound that impressive compared to Singapore numbers. But the difference is that the junket VIP is a big uh, game changer. Say, junket uh, VIP may never go back to pre-pandemic levels. And also if you see that in the fourth quarter of last year, it was actually down on sequential basis. But the mass gaming revenue, which is the major uh, EBITDA driver, is going to do really well. So we're expecting that the mass gaming revenue might be about 10% higher than pre-pandemic levels this year. Angela, in the minute or so that we have left, um, we see that new casinos are uh, starting up in Asia with all eyes on Japan and even potentially Thailand. How much of a threat do you think that would be to Macau as the casino hub of Asia? I think uh, they are targeting kind of different people. So you say Japan, it's about like an opening coming probably in 2030, 2031. So it's pretty far from now. And also because in Thailand, they are talking about it, but I think it will take also some time for the opening. I think if they open, they will have pretty good market. And China Chinese customers might be also one of their clients as well. But I have some belief that, you know, like, uh, I think every government might be same. They don't want their own people to spend too much money on gambling offshore. So I, I think probably in the long term, uh, Chinese people might still just try to like uh, gamble in Macau maybe. And then uh, Singapore, of course, benefits from that. Mm. But I think uh, it's kind of slightly different market. Angela, thanks very much for speaking with us. That was Angela Han Lee, Senior Equity Analyst at Bloomberg Intelligence, giving us her outlook for the Chinese hospitality and travel sector, as well as the gaming sector in light of Chinese New Year holidays. Ooh, the gamblers are back. Well, actually, no, it's not just gamblers, it's travellers. So the whole uh, way that we should look at this gaming sector has changed so much. It's not just what happens on the tables, but it's happening in the restaurants, it's happening at conventions, it's happening in concerts. I guess Macau is revamping itself and pivoting itself towards being more like Las Vegas family entertainment. How successful they will be, I think it's, we are going to have to watch this space. Nonetheless, Macau, uh, what's encouraging is that uh, gaming gross revenues are, are actually beating pandemic levels already, except for VIPs. All right, it's 7.47 a.m. We're heading into some messages, but when we come back, we'll continue this hospitality trend, looking at the consequences and strategies in response to the rise in hotel prices here in Malaysia. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.